This is Lorena Hollander from the Brazilian band Diaphanes, and you're listening to KCOU Colombia. It was a fun, strange summer. I rolled on, didn't think of you. We lost touch with each other. Fall came, and I had to move. Hurt comes after Healing doesn't happen In a straight line If I cry just a little And then laugh in the middle Alrighty Hello Good morning My name is Kara Brown And this is the gold standard On KCOU 88.1 FM Yeah, that uh, this song is justified by Casey Musgraves and I wasn't aware that KCOU had this song so that was kind of exciting for me I accidentally found it this morning um so I was like yeah I'm absolutely playing that anyways yeah um the Olympics are over so that's you know I've kind of been getting over not being able to listen to the Olympics anymore and or not listen oh my goodness um watch the Olympics anymore it's not like I was I was gonna say listening to the Olympics on the radio but I really hope you guys enjoy listening to Olympic coverage on the radio because that is a hundred percent what this is um <clears throat> yeah so I was excited the past couple times I've been on the air because I had a couple really fun guests on, but today you're just getting me. Uh, I don't have a guest on this week, and there's still, I mean, there's a lot to cover because I didn't do like a sports Saturday situation, so, so much to talk about, of course, but... Before I get too far into this, I don't think he is probably listening because I think he has class right now, but I would like to say a really, really happy 21st birthday to my good friend Chase. He co-hosts a show on KCOU called Cup of Bro. It's on Fridays at 11 a.m. <clears throat> it's him and my other friend Luke, and they talk sports, and they also drink coffee, and if you listen to the Sports Saturday I did with Jack Knowlton from Box to Box, we absolutely stole their thing. We absolutely copied it, and that is their thing, and you can listen to their show Fridays at 11, but once again, very happy birthday, Chase. His birthday's kind of fun because it's on the, like, to 22-22 um, and we've been saying that like it's too bad he's not turning 22 because that would be cool but yeah just wanted to say that let's get in to the Olympics I let me tell you I don't know what to do with myself now because football's over and the Olympics are over I, I mean, I can watch college basketball. March Madness, I think, starts. It, it's like less than a month. 
So that'll probably be the next thing. But for some time, I've like got some downtime. Actually, that's not entirely true because there's like conference tournaments and stuff for college basketball. Um, so I'll definitely be watching Mizzou in those, which, you know, might not last the longest, but it'll be fun while it lasts. But yeah, it was just like all I did for two weeks was watch the Olympics. I'd, I'm pretty sure I said this at some point already, but I would wake up and I'd turn on whatever had happened like overnight while I was asleep. And then I would come home from whatever I was doing, school and work and whatever, and then I'd turn on the Olympics and I'd just like watch the primetime coverage. And then I'd do that until like midnight and then I'd start all of that over again. So I spent a good amount of my time watching Olympic coverage. So it's very weird to me now that there is no Olympic coverage on <laughs> because there's no Olympics happening. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do <laughs> with, all the, with all this free time. Maybe I'll actually get caught up on my schoolwork. But let's get into the final medal count because, <laughs> honestly, so at one point the U.S. was third in the medal count, and part of me was really like, yeah, the U.S. can keep that up. They can keep that spot. It wasn't meant to be, and that's okay. Honestly, the United States did not perform too poorly in the medal count. United States got 25 medals, which put them fifth in the medal count. Um, I believe Team USA had eight gold medals. It was either eight or nine, and I should have written that down, but I was more focused on the fact that the 25 medals Team USA came away with at this Olympics is more medals than they came away with in Pyeongchang. So that's exciting. More, more medals for Team USA. In Pyeongchang, Team USA earned 23 medals. So two more than the last time around. Yeah, so then let's get into the top three for the medal count. In third place was Germany, which isn't super surprising because they dominated in the sliding events. Of course they did. Germany always dominates in the sliding events. If you listened back when I was profiling sports, I think the only sliding event I didn't do was skeleton. And I do believe Germany also did really well in skeleton, but in the bobsledding and luge shows, I talked with my guests about just how Germany is very dominant in the sports, and that rang true. <laughs> Germany, they killed it in the different sliding events, and that is really what got them to that third place in the medal count. Moving on to second place, it was the ROC, or the Russian Olympic Committee. 
they earned a total of 32 medals. And that is counting the team figure skating medal that might be disputed. So that could, I don't think it'll go down to 31, but it could. It could. Either way, they almost doubled their medals from 2018. In 2018, the Russian Olympic Committee earned 17 medals. And then this time around, it was 32. I, I was about to really just dive into, like, the medals they earned in figure skating. But I'm not going to because that's, like, the next thing on my, my outline. And then number one in the medal count was, nobody's surprised, Norway. Norway earned 37 medals, and they also had the most gold medals. They earned 16 gold medals. And Norway is always a Winter Olympics powerhouse, so this result, not that surprising. Actually, not surprising at all. I'd say there weren't any real surprises in the medal count. It, I kind of scrolled through all of the medals. It was a lot of European countries and then like China, South Korea, and Japan did really well or did well. Um, and then the United States and Canada were both. Uh, Canada was fourth in the medal count. So kind of the countries that typically perform well in the Winter Olympics were the ones that meddled this time around as well. No big surprises. Kind of, kind of lame. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. There were some good storylines from the countries that did meddle. Um, yes. So like I said, next up on the docket is some figure skating, of course. Let's jump into... The updates to the Camilla Valieva situation and the results from the women's figure skating competition. I was not expecting the results of the women's competition. I woke up, what was it, like Friday morning, I think, and... I, like, immediately was getting notifications that Camila Valieva had not meddled. And I was shocked. I was genuinely shocked because I thought, despite everything, you know, she's so good. She's such a good skater. I thought for sure she was still going to come out and win the gold medal. That was not the case. Her free skate, and I want to say this as nicely and gently as I can because she is 15, and I feel that she has been bashed enough. But her free skate was really bad. <laughs> it It was, I mean... She's a skater who, if she makes a single mistake in a competition, 
across the short and free programs. It's shocking. Like, she doesn't make mistakes. And she, I think, if I remember correctly, and I've watched this multiple times, landed, like, zero jumps cleanly. She got her footing under her and didn't completely fall on the majority of them, but it was brutally filled with mistakes. She did also fall on two different jumps, and she was the last skater, so the broadcast from her free skate until the girls are stepping on the podium was absolutely insane. And there's pretty much no other way I can put that because that's just what it was. I mean, you have Valieva walking off the ice in tears after the short program that is nothing like what she wanted to put out there. And then a Terry Tuparitze, her coach, according to the commentators who were trying to translate Russian because I do not speak Russian, um, immediately correcting her when she gets off the ice. And to a Terry Tuparitze, I'd say, maybe that's not the time or place. Like, how is correcting her in that moment when she's completely broken down by the stress of competition, the loneliness, the intense pressure that has been on her over the past week, she was done. Like, maybe after the short program, if that had been her short program, there'd be something to be said about correcting her immediately because she would have another chance to do something. Her next chance to do something, if they let her compete, is the world's competition, and that isn't for almost a month. So there's no point in berating your 15-year-old, like, athlete who is going through probably the worst time of her life right now as soon as she gets off the ice. So you have that immediately. You have the score, them realizing that Valieva is not going to be on the podium, which no one expected coming into this competition. And then... Valieva breaks down again because of course she does and then as she's leaving the camera catches Alexandra Trusova who's absolutely having a breakdown and from what I've heard Trusova was upset because she didn't win the gold medal because she got silver um If that's the case, I think that's uh, really poor of her. And I understand wanting to win. But she went into the competition. She was not favored to win the gold. And there are two elements to a figure skating score, which I've talked about many a time. You have the technical side and the component side. And the component side is about artistry and it's about skating skills. And that is not Trusova's strong suit. It's not something she focuses on. She's not 
a performer. She's a technician. And yes, she had a ton of quads. And yes, she landed some of those, or I think maybe all of them actually in her free program. But Anna Sherbakova, who won the gold, has quads. She had the triple axle. So she has both the technical side and she also has the component side. She has artistry to her skating. And so if I'm Alexandra Trusova, oh, I'm not. And I'm never mind. I'm not going to stick with that train of thought. So stay with me. What I would say to Alexandra Trusova is if you want to win the gold, it's not all about the quads. Like, it's just not. Especially if you make mistakes on any of those quads, it's going to tear down your score. You have to be an all-around skater. And that's why I believe it was Elena Korstenaya who won the European Championships like two years ago. That's why she did really well against her fellow Russians who were performing quads when she just had the triple axle because she was a very, like, skilled skater all around. So, I, in my opinion, Trusova didn't deserve the gold medal. I thought Anna Sherbakova deserved the gold medal, and I think it's just another case of you have to have the whole package. You can't only have components and not be doing the technical skills, but you also can't only be doing the technical skills and not have the components. So, you have Valieva breaking down, you have Trusova breaking down. Then, they show Anna Sherbakova on the Free Skate broadcast. She is absolutely by herself, and she looked lost. She looked like she didn't know what to do. No one was around her, which I think a lot of people were mad at a Terry Tuberitze for not, like, coming to her when she won. But honestly, Anna Sherbakova was in the best situation right then. And I don't want to stand up for a Terry Tuberitze, but I also understand why maybe... I feel like it would also have looked really bad for a Terry Tuberitze to have immediately just gone over to her gold medalist and like ignored her two skaters that are having breakdowns. Like that was kind of lose-lose for a Terry Tuberitze, but it definitely was like a very sad image to see Anna Sherbakova right after she became the gold medalist, just like by herself looking very alone and lost. But then the bright light of the whole thing was Kaori Sakamoto of Japan won the bronze medal and she was so happy. <laughs> it was really cool um, to see her and just like how excited she was. And she was also in tears at one point, but you could just tell that like her tears were tears of joy. It was a completely different vibe than the Russian girls. Um, so I was really happy to see Kaori Sakamoto and just how happy she was. And like when she went out to get, it wasn't like the medals, but the, they gave them like the little mascot. 
when she skated out for that and then got on the podium. She was just, like, so happy. And that's what you want to see, like, after the medals are decided. You want to see everybody, like, so excited because they're at the top of their sport and at this major competition. And Kaori Sakamoto was the only one who could really enjoy it, which it was really sad and hard to watch. And it's tough because that's like one of the marquee events of the Winter Olympics. And it was just completely overshadowed by the doping scandal and then just the reaction afterwards. But yeah, I'm now going to move into the other figure skating event that happened since my last show. And this is... I didn't even mean to do this, but it was pairs. I didn't, I tweeted about like every single other event. I did not tweet about pairs at all. And I I feel kind of bad because like, you know, pairs doesn't deserve what I'm giving to them. But I honestly, part of the problem was just I was busy and it was like, Their events took place on, like, Friday and Saturday. And I did watch some of it, but it was like I didn't have the time to be on Twitter. Anyways, I was keeping my eye (laughs) on Alexa Kinnearum and Brandon Fraser because they paired up last year, but I really thought that they were the U.S.'s, like, best chance at anything in pairs. And honestly, I was right. (laughs) Um, And it was, U.S. really exceeded expectations at the Olympics. And I think it kind of became clear that that could happen during the team event, at least with Kinnearum and Frazier, because they were third in the short program. And then they did have some mistakes in their free, which I was like, they need to clean that up. They did. And I mean, I did watch their short and free programs and it was some of the best work I have seen from them. It was some of their cleanest programs, which was really great to see from them. I'm really excited to see what they do at Worlds. I'm interested to see if some of the teams that on the podium for pairs don't compete at Worlds, which would really open the door for Kinnearum and Fraser to possibly medal there. At the Olympics, after the free program, Kinnearum and Fraser placed sixth, and that result was the best posted by a U.S. pairs team at the Olympics in 20 years. Um, it's the best since 2002. And Kane Gribble and LeDuc of the United States also placed in the top 10, and it was the first time since 1998 that Team USA had two teams finish in the top 10 in pair skating. So I, I was honestly really impressed with how the pair skaters for Team USA did. I can't re- I think I've said it on the show before, but the U.S. is not known for their pair skating, at least not as of late. I know I wrote an article about Kinnearum and Fraser, and I know I said it in there that it's, 
it's been a long time since the U.S. really had um, a pairs team that was super competitive internationally. And I don't know how much longer Kinnearum and Fraser will skate because it kind of seems like, you know, both of their partners left the sport. And so it kind of felt like they were just teaming up so that they could go to this Olympics. So I don't know if they will continue to skate after this. But, I mean, it seems like they have a lot of potential. Or, like, I don't... I feel like they can still get better. Because, yes, they've been in the game for a long time. But they're a newer partnership. And so I feel like they still have room to improve. And, like, that's exciting for me. Because, like... I'm like, maybe I'd be more into the U.S. pair skating if the U.S. was any good at pair skating. Um, But, yeah, so good finish for Team USA in that event. Sway and Han of China did end up taking the gold medal, which I would have predicted, I swear. (laughs) I just... I didn't put out predictions for this, but I will say I did pick them to win the Grand Prix finals. So I'm kind of counting that as like my backup. It's like, yes, I did actually say that. Um, But that was really cool for them to be able to get that Olympic gold. And it was on home ice in China. So it was really cool for them. The reigning world champions, Machina and Galimov, They placed third. They got the bronze medal, and I was surprised. I was really surprised, actually, um, by that result. And forgive me, because I'm going to have to look up who got silver. I know it's Tarasov, but I forgot who her partner is. Because it's another Russian team. I think there were three Russian teams in the top four. Um, Let's see here. Well, (laughs) maybe it's going to be really difficult for me to find these results. Okay, well. Yeah, it's Tarasov. Oh, here we go. Tarasov and Morozov. Okay, those are, they're kind of similar. Um, Yeah, so they ended up getting the silver, which, you know, I I was surprised there. And yes, so the top four had three teams from Russia. The other Russian team that placed fourth was Boykova and Kozlovsky. And then another Chinese team, Peng and Jin placed fifth and then the U.S. was six and eight so pretty good two top 10 finishes for the U.S. and Russia you know not Russia but the ROC took four medals in the last two figure skating events they got a (laughs) They got to calm down. The only podium that an athlete from the ROC was not on in figure skating was the men's because 
Senatsina and Katsalapov. One silver in ice dance. But yeah, so that's the update on figure skating. Olympic figure skating is done. We'll be talking about worlds here on the gold standard. But we won't be talking about worlds today because they're quite a ways off. And we still have more Olympic results to get to from other sports. But I'm going to take a quick break. Make sure you keep it here. My name is Chase Madison. And I'm Luke Magnanti. And we are Cup of Bro. A sports radio talk show right here on KCLU 88.1 FM. Join us at 11 a.m. on Fridays for some fun sports talk. Featuring our bro segment where we talk about everything that happens off the field. And drink a little bit of coffee too. So be sure to tune in to see what we got brewing up. Young people from all walks of life have volunteered to take part in a frightening experiment. They are allowing their brains to be altered. Altered to induce paranoia, heart malfunction, memory loss, even early senility. Unfortunately, this is not an experiment. It's what slowly happens to you when you keep smoking pot. No one has to alter your brain. You've already volunteered to do it to yourself. Today's episode, Rattlesnake at the Pond. Oh no, a rattlesnake! Sassy, help! <coughs> you will, but first you want to talk about shelter pets? <coughs> the majority of pets in shelters are there due to owner-related issues like divorce or allergies? Save us, Sassy! <coughs> what, Sassy? You wish you were videotaping this? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Remember, adopt. Gold Standard on KCOU 88.1 FM. We're just still running through the Olympic results of the past week. That ended Sunday because that's when the Olympics ended. Um, Next up, let's talk about Island Goo, which I feel like we do every week now, but rightfully so, apparently, because Island Goo... She became the first freestyle skier ever to win three medals at a single Olympics. She, of course, won the gold in big air and the silver in slope style, which I've already mentioned on the show. But she also earned the gold medal in half pipe, which was her third medal. And yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean... She really was dominant in 
the half pipe especially, I mean, she had an amazing first score. It was 93-something. And then in her second run, she topped that, earning a 95.25. She And she's only 18. She's only 18. So she's definitely someone that we could see back at the Olympics again. Expect her in... Milan, yes. I believe Milan is the 2026 winter. No, oh my gosh, wait. Yeah, I was (laughs) thinking... Okay, let me explain to you my thought process right now. I was thinking it was 2020, and that 2024 would be the next Winter Olympics. That is not correct. It is 2022, and I already said something about that today, so... I think I think I need more sleep because my brain is functioning poorly right now. Um, but yes, Milan 2026. Eileen Gu. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really cool for me because like I profiled her on the show before she started competing. And so she was someone I was like watching and I was kind of rooting for. And I mean, I said... When I profiled her the first time, I was like, she could definitely medal in all of the events she's competing in. And then she went and did just that. So that was crazy. Um, yeah, history was made. Let's move on. <laughs> um, next, let's talk shortly about Alana Myers-Taylor. She won the silver And the monobob coming behind Kaylee Humphreys, also now of the United States. And then Myers Taylor also won a bronze in the two women bobsled event where she was teamed up with Sylvia Hoffman. By winning this medal, she became the most decorated black athlete in Winter Olympics history. She has five medals. And then it could also be noted that Kaylee Humphreys finished seventh in the two women bobsled. I actually did not have a chance to watch any of this, but I was really excited that the U.S. was able to capture another medal in this event because in my head, only Germany (laughs) can get medals in sliding events. But the U.S. ended up doing pretty well in women's bobsled, so that was really really exciting and it's really cool for Alana Myers-Taylor who like I said on the show last week she had COVID like right before she competed and so just for her to be able to come from that and win two different medals it's really exciting let's talk about somebody else who also had to apparently come back from something to win a medal and that is Miss Jessie Diggins. I've already talked about her. She won. Ooh, she won a sprint medal, a bronze, but I forgot what event. But she already had a bronze medal, and it made her the first U.S. skier to win an individual medal in cross country skiing or something like that. And. Her history-making just continues. She won the silver medal in the 
30-kilometer freestyle mass start. And with that medal, she became the first non-European woman to win a medal in that event, the only American to bring back multiple cross-country medals from a single Olympics, and the winningest cross-country skier in U.S. Olympic history. She now has three cross-country skiing Olympic medals, all the colors. She got a gold in Pyeongchang and then a silver and a bronze in Beijing. So winningest Olympic U.S. cross-country skier. And she got her silver in the 30-kilometer freestyle after having food poisoning. Yeah, she, <laughs> she said, and I quote, that's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my whole life, especially because I had food poisoning 30 hours ago, which is why I thought I was going to die at the finish line. Yeah, I, I would assume because I'm guessing if, you, if she had food poisoning, she was probably also kind of dehydrated. And so she just had to have been going through it. But she really, she came through and she was able to meddle. I also, really quick, just want to say, I, <laughs> my friends and I had a PowerPoint night. And so we just like all made different PowerPoints on whatever topic we wanted to. And mine was ranking the Olympic sports based on my confidence that I can meddle in them. Now, I put cross-country skiing as my number one. The most confident that I could medal was in cross-country skiing. And I went home that night, and the first thing I might recommended on YouTube was a video of cross-country and biathlon athletes, like, crashing right after they get past the finish line. And I watched that and I was like, oh, I, I think I need to change my ranking. I think I made a mistake. And then just like thinking about Jesse Diggins doing the 30 kilometer freestyle and just after food poisoning, you know, I, I don't know that I could ever do that. No matter how much I'd trained or anything, that sounds horrendously awful and Mad props to her for being able to do it. Okay. Then, the women's ice hockey results. The United States was playing in the gold medal game against Canada. It was a rematch of a prelim game. And the United States earned silver in that event. They really could not stop Canada, who had been dominant throughout the whole tournament. But it was revealed after the game was over that the U.S. goaltender, Alex Cavallini, um, she played on a torn MCL throughout the Winter Olympics. She tore her MCL on January 14th and continued to play. So I don't know if that was a good idea because I feel like playing with a torn MCL, maybe you're not at the top of your game, one. Two, maybe you could hurt it worse. So if I'm the athletic trainer, I maybe wouldn't have recommended that, but she did do it. 
and she did win a silver medal. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Um, but then on the men's side of things, Finland won the gold in ice hockey over the ROC, and it was Finland's first ever hockey men's hockey gold medal. Yeah. Okay. So, actually, I have a little thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that I want to talk about. Um, that I had in my outline from last week, but then I talked for so long with my guest about the Camila Valieva situation. So, I'm going to quickly take another break, and when I come back, we're going to cover what I wanted to cover last week. But it was it was evergreen. It was a timeless story, and it'll still be fine. And it actually ties into something else I was going to talk about. So keep it here for that, and we'll talk a little bit more after this break. I want my teenage son to be thinking how to deal with life's stresses and natural changes. I want to know how to talk to him about things he'll experience as he builds relationships. I want him to know I'm there for him. I just don't know how. Here is a resource that can get you started. Connect With Me activity cards have been developed to help begin the discussions. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Life can be dramatic, but day-to-day -day relationships aren't always like you see on TV. You can help the young people in your life work through the drama by engaging them in conversations about healthy relationships. Use Connect With Me activity cards to start discussions on this subject and other topics that matter to teens. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Lovely cushion header. Bajero! Stay in touch with all the latest soccer news and highlights from the game's premier competitions. Join me, Jack Knowlton, for Box to Box, where I'll break down everything from scores to transfers to player and club profiles and much, much more. Everything you need to know about the beautiful game can be found on Box to Box, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. on KCOU. That's astonishing! It's Welcome back to the Gold Standard on KCOU 88.1 FM. Right now we are running through the results of the Olympics. And then I also said I had something that I had planned to talk about last week that I didn't. So we'll also be talking about that here in just a second. So next result is... Brittany Bow of the United States won the bronze in the 1,000-meter no. <laughs> um, speed skating, not free skating, which is apparently what I was going to say. So, Brittany Bow, of course, gave up her spot in the 500-meter to Aaron Jackson after the qualifier, and then <clears throat> Bow was, was able to compete in that event but she didn't medal there but she did get the bronze in the a thousand meter 
So, I was watching some short track speed skating, and I had to ask myself, what is the difference between short track speed skating and just speed skating? Because I didn't even, like, catch at all that they were two different sports. But apparently, they're incredibly different. And it's not just, like, the length of the track. So, long track or just, like, regular speed skating made its Olympic debut in 1924. It's a 4,000-meter track, and there are two skaters on the ice that do not come into contact with each other, and it's just like a straight race to the finish line. Long track also has mass start in team pursuit disciplines, which the United States got a medal in team pursuit, um, and mass start, and I think also team pursuit have more than two racers. I actually didn't see Team Pursuit, so I'm not 100% sure what it looks like. But then Short Track is 111 meters, the track is, and you have several skaters going on the ice at once. They also, the two different styles of um, speed skating have different styles of skates, Long track blades are longer to help athletes glide faster in a straight line. And short track blades are shorter, making them easier to control. So to make a long story short, short track has more skaters, smaller distance. And you have to work to get around your competitor because you're all skating at once. This is the event where um, there was a girl from the United States who was like competing in the final and her and this other girl from, I think, Italy, like, ran into each other. And so the girl from Italy actually got penalized and disqualified. And But it, like, took the girl from the U.S. out of the race. So it's a little more touchy, if you will. And then the last result that I want to talk about, it doesn't have to do with speed skating. But it is on the ice. And that is U.S. men's curling. They were in the semifinals. And then they ended up going to the, um, not silver, bronze medal game. And sadly, they were not able to medal again they did lose to Canada in the bronze medal game oh the U.S. lost to Canada a lot one-on-one in those medal games didn't they kind of tough but yeah not the Cinderella story of the U.S. men's curling team like it was in Pyeongchang but I you know fourth place isn't bad it's not a medal but it's not bad like Mad props to those guys. Um, yeah, so I mean, I of course did not talk about every single result from the Olympics or every storyline or every topic that I could have, but I I did what I could and it's it's been crazy for me, honestly, just to like 
be so invested. Like I'm always invested in the Olympics. I love the Olympics, but to really watch as much as I did was crazy. But I wanted to be able to like really talk through the top storylines and, you know, be able to like properly inform about the Olympics because I don't think anybody else could have <laughs> spent as much time watching the Olympics as I did unless they like worked for NBC um, or your Mike Tirico. But I genuinely had such a good time. Whirlwind of two weeks. Crazy. I mean, I could not have expected what happened in figure skating. I really wasn't expecting figure skating to become like the main storyline of the whole Olympics. And I don't think I'm biased in saying that it definitely did because it transcended sports news and was just news at that point. Um, so that was crazy for me. But speaking of that, my plan for next week is to do a deep dive into a Terry Tuberitze and the girls that she has coached over the years. I want to make sure that I do it really properly. So if I don't feel like I've done enough research or have the full story that I want to give to you by next week, I'll probably push it off another week because I really want to make sure I'm getting things correct. But hopefully I'll be able to get that done. It's something I'm very interested in and I think it's something that is now very timely. So that is what I'm hoping to do next week. But thank you for tuning in to the gold standard today. Always so grateful to have you listening. Make sure to listen to the gold standard also wherever you listen to podcasts because I try to get the shows up as quickly as I can after I'm off the air. But yeah, thank you for listening.